you guys. Oh, we will. It's we will, time we will, for Dixie State University okay. Athletics okay. on Radio Dixie 91.3 KXDS Santa Clara. DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now it's time for DSU Athletics. Good afternoon to you. Good evening, I should say, as we welcome you inside the Burns Arena. Carrick Sangler alongside Drayson Ball courtside as we get set for another exciting edition of Dixie State Women's Basketball right here on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. Tonight, the Trailblazers of Dixie State hosting the Cougars of Colorado Christian coming from Lakewood, Colorado, right around the Denver area. There's a lot of those schools right in the Denver area. Colorado School of Mines, MSU Denver, Colorado Christian, Regis that will be here tomorrow night. A lot of those Denver schools. Dixie State has already played or will play this weekend. The Cougars, 5-10 and 10 overall, 5-4 and four in the RMAC. All five wins for Colorado Christian have come in conference play. And Dixie State at 11-4 and four overall, 6-3 and three in RMAC play. Just one game separating these two teams in conference play. So don't let the overall record fool you for Colorado Christian. They've won four of their last six, are on a roll, have slipped up their last two in a row, but this team is a team that if you're not ready, if you're not on your A game, they can do some things that will hurt you and they can potentially win the game. This is the TDS pregame show. We want to remind you, TDS, you move fast. Does your internet? TDS has the internet you need with speeds as high as 600 megabits per second. Move full speed ahead with TDS. Bring in my broadcast partner, Drayson Ball. Uh, Dixie State, uh, winners of six out of their last seven including two hard-fought road wins last week. Maddie Loftus was huge. Allie Franks was a little bit quiet. Let's just dive right into it. Drayson, what do you see out of this matchup? And then just segue right into some Lonnie Boys barbecue keys of the game. Yeah, it should be an interesting one tonight. Obviously, Colorado Christian coming in, uh, playing a little bit better so far at this point in the season. They started off really terrible. They lost, oh, the, the, the first seven games. They kind of got off to a really rough start there. Uh, but have won, like you said, six of their last eight. And, and have just been playing, or five of their last six. Sorry, you They've just been playing a little bit better uh, is what I'm trying to get at. And it should be an interesting matchup today. We talked a little bit about on our Trailblazer Weekly show a couple of days ago about how the Trailblazers have struggled at home during conference play. Three of their conference losses have come right here uh, on uh, in this floor on Trouble in Burns Arena. And so it's going to be really a tough test for them to kind of be able to kind of change that narrative a little bit, rebound and get a home win here in conference play on your home floor. But Colorado Christian coming in, they have won all five of their games in the conference. The good news for Dixie State, four of those five victories are among the bottom feeders in this Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. They've got victories over UCCS, CSU Pueblo, Shattern State, and New Mexico Highlands. Four of the All four of those teams are within the bottom five of the standings in the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, so that's the good news. The bad news is they're coming in hungry and they're playing well as of late, so you can't overlook this team and say, oh, they've, they've fed off the bottom teams of the conference. You have to be able to come out and play your A game tonight. Absolutely. Let's give you a couple of key players for this Colorado Christian team. Players, you're going to hear their names a lot. First of all, a five foot nine junior guard from El Paso, Texas, and uh, a junior college transfer coming into this season for the Cougars, and that is Sam Nunez. 13.3 points per game, shooting at 42% from the field and 35% from three. She can shoot it. She can drive it. She's a good free throw shooter, does a little bit of everything, and she's really the uh, the, the thing that makes this team tick. You're also going to see uh, Lourdes Gonzalez, 5'11", junior forward, 9.6 points per game, and then off the bench. She plays off the bench a lot at 6'1", junior forward, uh, Taylor Ferris at 9.2 points per game rebounds the ball well 
as well. So those are the kind of the three main players. You're going to hear their names quite a bit tonight for Colorado Christian. It's Dixie State. It's Colorado Christian coming at you here on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. This has been a brief TDS pregame show. We're going to step away for just a couple of minutes. And, of course, when we come back, we'll give you our Lonnie Boys barbecue keys to the game as well as our Boulevard Home starting lineups. Dixie State, Colorado Christian coming at you after this two-minute timeout. A two-minute timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena. The National Anthem just finishing up. We welcome you back on TV, Internet, and Radio. It's Radio Dixie 91.3 FM. It's CEC TV, TDS Cable Channel 108, and it's Internet, uh, Dixie State Stretch Internet Portal. That's portal.stretchinternet.com slash Dixie State. Let's give you our Lonnie Boys Barbecue's keys to the game before we give you our Boulevard Home starting lineups. And, and, and Jason, I think you can look at this game and you can kind of look at what Dixie State needs to do uh, for themselves, offensively, defensively, not necessarily worry too much about uh, Colorado Christian and, and what they're doing. It comes down to the defensive end for me. You, on our show the other day, you came up with your Drayson's Law. It was like the Lawler's Law you know, in the NBA. The first team that scores 100 uh, usually first, usually wins the ballgame. 93% clip is what you told us. Dixie State offensively, that's 70 points. When they get to 70 points first, they are 9-0 and this season. Well, you can look at that defensively as well. Dixie State is 6-0 and this season when holding po- opponents under 60. And this is a Colorado Christian team that averages 58.7 points per game, so there's definitely an opportunity to hold this team under 60. And you can go back through J.D. Gustin's four-year career here. Dixie State is 17-2 and overall when holding teams under 60. So I look for a tough, a stingy defensive effort offensively. These are my keys. I look for both Allie Franks and for both Allie Franks and uh, Maddie Loftus to be productive offensively. When those two contribute together, Dixie State's a hard team to beat. No doubt about it. I think it's really going to come down to that part of the, that side of the floor for Dixie State is the defensive. And this Colorado Christian team, their offense can go in long stretches without scoring. Their last game out against South Dakota School of Mines, they went 10 full minutes, Carrick, without scoring a field goal. They only had one free throw in that 10-minute stretch. So their offense has a tendency to go stagnant at times. If the Trailblazers can play very well defensively and limit them on their offensive touches, they're going to have a good start to this game. For me, it's going to come down to home field, home court advantage. Yes. You have to be able to take care of your home court here inside Burns Arena. They've struggled here so far, at least in conference play. You can't lose any more here at home. They've played very well out on the road. In fact, have not lost a conference road game so far this season. If you can combine that with the home court advantage that you should have here inside Burns Arena, you're going to set yourself up very well for that RMAC tournament at the end of the year. It's got to be home court advantage for Dixie State tonight. There you go. Your Lonnie Boys Barbecue's key to the game. Now it's time for your Boulevard home starting lineups. First for the visiting Cougars. Uh, one change from their normal starting lineup as uh, junior guard Olivia Christie. I did not see her warming up. I don't think she's going to play tonight. So they'll start like this. Sam Nunez, Lourdes Gonzalez, Brooklyn Hurlbut, Marie Soongi, and then McLean Walker. Five foot five junior guard from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Otero Junior College. For Dixie State, it's Pavlika, Stevenson, Loftus, Franks, 
and Stevens. Dixie State in the home whites. Colorado Christian in the road grays. And the Cougars will win the opening tap. It'll be McLean Walker across the timeline, moving left to right as we see it. You hear it inside Soongi. As it's stripped out of her hands and out of bounds, and it will stay with the Cougars. I think Soongi thought she had turned it over. She was jogging back the other way. Yeah, Lana Pavlika already uh, getting her hands dirty, so to speak, in this game as she gets her hand in there to poke that one out of bounds. Inbound pass for Colorado Christian. They go right to their leader, Nunez. Swing it back left, Walker. Lobs it back out, Nunez. Top of the key, Soongi. And these Colorado Christian numbers are not super easy to see. Soongi spinning in the lane. The runner is short, and Dixie State cleans up the rebound. And Marie Soongi, a 7.1 points per game. She can get to the rim whenever she wants to, but a good contest there by Chesney Stevens. 9.20 remaining first quarter. Pavlika backdoor cut inside. Stevens lays it up and in with the right hand. And a beautiful backdoor pass there by, by Lennon Pavlika to find Stevens as she was cutting to the basket and led her perfectly as she was able to get to the rim and lay it up over the front of the rim. Pavlika averaging 3.8 assists per game. Was not credited for a single assist at Shadron State last Saturday, and I'm just... I'm not quite sure I, I, I believe that stat, but she has been so good distributing the ball this season. Colorado Christian with eight to shoot. It's Soongi off the backboard. It's too strong and into the hands of London Pavlika. She'll race it up the side of the floor. Now centers it, swings it left side. Stevenson inside is Stevens. Mid post left, getting inside. Throws it up with the right hand. Too hard off the backboard. And the rebound cleaned up by Hurlbutt. Yeah, good defensive stand there by Gonzalez. She stands at 6-1 as well with Stevens, so she was able to contest that shot. Hurlbutt will hesitate and accelerates back into the lane. She lays it up and in from the right side. We are tied at 2, 8.25 remaining first quarter. Dixie State, Colorado Christian. The Trailblazers 6-3 in the conference. Colorado Christian 5-4. Two pretty good teams here tonight. Something's got to give. Franks has it knocked out of her hands, and it's taken away by the Cougars, and then Franks will commit a frustration foul. It'll be Brooklyn Hurlbut with a steal, and Franks with a foul afterward. Yeah, it was Marie Soongi who kind of came off of her her uh, responsibility, and then she kind of poked that ball away from Franks, and you see there, picked up there by Hurlbut, and then Allie Franks commits the foul, but a good job by uh, Marie Soongi to kind of come off her offensive uh, responsibility and get her hand in there to poke that one away. McLean Walker, the left side, and Soongi, left elbow, now into the corner. Hurlba driving the end line, reverses from left to right, and she'll lay it up and in. Four to two. CCU takes its first lead of the night. And just like that, Brianna Moyai is up off the bench to check in. Trailblazers with possession first, though. Dixie State trying to tie this game up or take the lead. Loftus for three. The reigning Armac Offensive Player of the Week misses that three. And here come the Cougars up the other way. It's Nunez. Stops in the right corner. Swing it to Gonzalez. A left-handed runner too hard off the glass. And Allie Franks cleans it up. Ahead to Pavlika. Quickly to Stevenson. Stop and shoot. Three left wing. Same thing. It was like a carbon copy of Loftus three. And it goes over the rim and into the hands of Colorado Christian. The Trailblazers missing badly on back-to-back three-pointers. That's been one of the keys for them is how well they've shot the three-pointer this year. The Cougars. The Gonzalez. Into the paint. Stutter step. Layup with the left hand. And a little bit of contact. And a whistle will come in favor of Lourdes Gonzalez. She'll get the bucket and the harm 
as the foul is called against Chesney Stevens, her first. Yeah, nice up and under move here by Lourdes Gonzalez. She pump fakes up by her right hand, and then she dips underneath with that right foot and gets Chesney Stevens on her backside. She goes up with the left hand. Stevens has to come over and fouls her with her hand, with her on her arm. Gonzalez is 60% free throw shooter. She'll try to complete the three-point play, and she will. She's got three, and it's a 7-2 advantage for Colorado Christian with seven minutes to go here in the opening frame. Trailblazers will play from behind here. Allie Franks, her first field goal attempt of the game is good, and that is a good sign for the Trailblazers. Yeah. She stayed within three. And that was a good move by Franks, getting to her spot and not hesitating as she elevates. Pearlbutt inside on a pass from Nunez, and she'll lay it up and in. The game's leading scorer is Brooklyn Hurlbutt with six four. points and a 9-4 Colorado Christian lead, 6.30 remaining in the first. Just 8.5 points per game for Hurl, but already at 6 points so far in the first four minutes of this one. Here's Pavlika, halfway through the shot clock, will dish inside, Moyaki will lay it up and in. A good look from Pavlika to Moyaki and Dixie State back within three at 9-6. This is what Lennon Pavlika does so well. She's got such great vision that when she comes off that pick and roll with Moyaki, she knows where to put the ball to Moyaki to give her a nice look at the rim. Walker, left corner three is up and airballed it up and over the rim. Dixie State the rebound. Here's Pavlika, surveys her options, now slows it up. 35 feet for the bucket, right wing. To Moyai, looking back door to Franks, nothing there. Instead, Loftus right back to Moyai. Will bounce high post left side. Franks holds, and a handoff to Pavlika. Gets around her defender, she'll lay it up and in with the left. And a great first move by London Pavlik as she got that dribble handoff and went right to the basket. Didn't hesitate with a great first step. She stayed back within one at 9-8. to eight. Gonzalez to Nunez. Nunez, the Cougars' leading scorer, will dump it off to Gonzalez, and she's fouled. And she'll have her second trip to the free throw line. This foul will go against Brianna Moyai. Stevens picked up a foul before she left the game. Moyai's got a foul inside. Clearly, Lourdes Gonzalez, 5'11" junior forward from Mexico and played at Snow College. Going to be a handful for the Dixie State post players tonight. Yeah, and one thing you're noticing about Colorado Christian right now is their offense loves to try to get out and push the pace, push the tempo, and try to get some early buckets in transition. That's kind of created some problems on that one. Kind of a delayed fast break, but Nunez was able to penetrate, get into the lane and dish off to Gonzalez, who drew the foul. Gonzalez missed the first and rattles the second home. She's got a four. Colorado Christian has 10 points between two players. Dixie State has eight points between four players. With 5.17 remaining, looking inside is Moyai to Franks and is tipped out of her hands and out of bounds. Dixie State will maintain the possession. Still plenty of time. 21 seconds to find a shot. 5.15 on the game clock. We approach the first quarter media timeout. Pavlika. The trigger really from the right corner will lob to Moyai. Catches three-point land straight away. And Pavlika hustles back out and gets the ball back. Hand off to Frank. She'll try a three. Left wing. It's off the left side. Nearly got lodged between the glass and the rim. But it rolls off into the hands of Sungi. And here's Colorado Christian. A swing it left side to Nunez. She'll dribble to the center of the floor. Now to Sungi. Accelerates into the paint left side. Now baseline left. Gonzalez skips it back right wing. Walker. Back to Gonzalez. Left elbow. Into the corner, and Sungi crossing over from right to left. Dishes back inside for the baseline. They'll kick it out. Walker is open. Pump fake. Has to put up a three with two on the shot clock. Off the right side of the rim, and it's tapped around and into the hands of London Pavlika. 
And not only did Lena Pavlik get her hand in the defa- in the in the shot's face or the shot's face of the shooter, she got the rebound on that one as well. Pavlik will try a three the other way. It's short, and it pinballs in the paint and into the hands of Sungi. And here comes Colorado Christian. Nearly a full minute past the under five media timeout. And Dixie State trailing 10 to 8. Oral 5 remaining first quarter. Gonzalez stops the dribble, hands back off to Walker. Colorado Christian being really deliberate offensively the last few possessions. Gonzalez skips in the lane and gets it to go. A fadeaway jumper baseline right side. And she's got six. Yeah, that's a tough shot going to your right and then fading away as a right-handed uh, shooter. That's a tough shot to make, and she gets it to go there. 12-8, to eight, Dixie State trailing by four. Trailblazers 44% from the field. Colorado Christian 50% from the field. Backdoor pass looking inside to Loftus, and Colorado Christian was ready for it, and it's stolen away. And a pass ahead to Hurlbut was wide open, but Franks got back, but Hurlbut still able to lay it up and in on the left side. She's got eight, and it's a 14-8. to eight. Colorado Christian lead with 3.17 to go in the first. And once again, the Cougars getting out in transition, getting an early look at the basket on Hurl, but they're converts with the left hand. Pavlika kicks to the right corner. Stevenson catch and shoot three. In and out, halfway down, and it popped out. McLean Walker the rebound for the Cougars. Ahead to Soongi. Soongi a runner in the lane, off the window and in. And Coach Gustin asking for a timeout, and he'll get it. It's a 16-8 Colorado Christian lead. 2.55 to go. That will stretch to the media timeout. Trailblazers trailing 16-8. to We'll take a 60-second timeout and come back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Remind you, all timeouts brought to you by Terry Queen. Tonight and all season long, you can sign up for the DQ Mobile app. You can receive a free small blizzard and new deals every week. Remember, this is fan food, not fast food. Dixie State trailing 16-8 in a 7-0 run for Colorado Christian after Dixie State had battled back to make it 9-8. Yeah, Trailblazers 0-5 right now from deep. They've had a couple of bad misses, really. Uh, so they had some good looks, but really a couple of bad misses. Shots they normally hit, and they can start making those and get themselves right back into this game in a hurry. Brianna Gillen into the game for Dixie State, as well as Deshka Olson for the Trailblazers. Here's Pavlika looking inside Moyai. Fakes left, goes back right, passes it back out. Here's Olson, her first touch on the right wing, dribbles into the paint. Back to Gillen. Gillen hesitates, floats it off the bottom of the backboard off the red padding and into the hands of Colorado Christian. Here's Nunez. Yeah, that's good defense there by Hurl, but to force her into the baseline farther enough down where she couldn't get the ball back past the rim. Soongi to Gonzalez. High layup from the left side for Gonzalez. Missed it. And here comes 60 State. It's Olsen. Center of the floor. Pavlika. Pavlika to Moyai, free throw line. Looking back door to Gillen, nothing there. Instead to Olsen. Olsen to Moyai. And a whistle and a foul. And it's going to go against Dixie State. A moving screen by Brianna Moyai. Her second. 
That's two on her. You see there, yeah, it's a good call. She never really was set on that screen. She kind of just turned almost as if she was going to cut or go back door, but she ran into the defender that was trying to get around that screen, but again, she never was set on that that pick. Brianna Pribble checking in for the Cougars and for Dixie State, Ashley Greenwood and Michaela Johnson. As Coach Gustin tries to find a five, that will work. 137 to go first quarter. Dixie State trailing 16 to eight. Rebelizers down to 36% from the field. Five to shoot for the Cougars. Nunez, top of the key, inside Gonzalez. Has to throw a shot up. It's short. And excuse me, that was Taylor Ferris. Missed it, but an offensive rebound for Hurlbutt and the Cougars. And the Trailblazers right now doing a 2-3 zone. They were playing man-to-man uh, defense in the first couple of minutes of this half, of this quarter, down to zone defense. And absolutely out of control first possession for the Cougars. Now it's down to five and four again. Nunez to Gonzalez with one. It's going to be a shot clock violation. And like I mentioned, the Trailblazers kind of changed things up a little bit. Maybe that was one of the things yeah. Coach Gustin adjusted in that timeout was, hey, let's not play man. Let's throw a little bit of a different look at him at a 2-3 zone and it forced a shot clock violation. And on the previous shot, they got it all the way down to two or seconds before they had to force up a bad shot. So a good defensive possession there for Dixie State. Allie Franks back in for Dixie State. Under a minute to go. We've got 50 seconds remaining in the first. Dixie State with the possession, trailing 16-8. to Olsen wanted a three, but a good closeout from Nunez. But Olsen will drive and bounce inside of Michaela Johnson and she'll lay it up and in. And that was a beautiful pass by Deshka Olsen as she pump fake from the three, got to her left hand, was dribbling, and then the two defenders collapsed on her. She bounced one to Michaela Johnson and laid it up and in. Cougars the other way, high off the window for Gonzalez, and she'll lay it up and in. She's got eight. That's Johnson's first points since the UCCS game a couple of weeks ago. 18 to 10, Dixie State trailing by eight. Greenwood. Top of the key for Franks. Back to Greenwood, left side, 10 seconds remaining. Greenwood inside, off the window, no. She'll drop contact and get free throws as Brianna Pribble will pick up the foul, her first. And with 6.8 seconds remaining and trailing 18 to 10, Ashley Greenwood will go to the line for two free throws. Yeah, the first foul call against the Cougars in the first quarter is Greenwood does a nice job of getting to her strong hand. Her dominant hand is that left hand, and she gets there, and she's able to draw the contact on Pibble. First free throw up and in for Ashley Greenwood, 73% free throw shooter this season. Free throws brought to you by Vintage at Canyonlands. Second one up, and it rims out. Gonzalez the rebound with four. Across the timeline with three. Back to Nunez with two and one at the buzzer. No, high off the backboard. And that will do it for the first 10 minutes of basketball. Dixie State trailing 18 to 11, shooting 41% the first quarter. Not terrible, but Colorado Christian 50%. And the Trailblazers trail by seven. 60-second timeout and back with the second quarter on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Take a quick look at the stats. Dixie State 5 of 12 from the field. I think the big story here, though, is Dixie State 0 for 5 from three-point range. And like you said, a lot of them haven't been close. Dixie State trailing 18 to 11, and we'll have the first possession of the second quarter. 
Reset the floor for you here in just a moment. Inside to Johnson, and she'll score it off the window. You get the feeling that this could be a game where Michaela Johnson really makes her mark as they have no answer for her inside of the post. That's absolutely correct. They only have one player right now that plays a lot amount of minutes that's over six feet tall. That's uh, number one, Taylor Fair. She's not in the game, right, or she is in the game right now. They just played the last few minutes of the first quarter to Ferris. Here's Sungi. The Dixie State trailing 18 to 13. To Pribble, right wing three, and she'll rattle it around and in. The first made three-point shot of the game for either team. And it's 21-13, an eight-point lead for Colorado Christian. Brianna Pribble, one of the better three-point shooters on the team, 31% from range, only one of two players, more than 30% this season. Dixie State going right back inside to Michaela Johnson. And a collision on the way inside. A foul will be called against Colorado Christian. And Johnson goes to the ground, kind of went down, grabbing at one of her knees. And she's back up and okay. You can, you can hear Coach Gustin just, you know, hoping, praying, come on, come on, come on. You hope she's okay. There's been a, a couple different injuries on this Dixie State squad that the Trailblazers have not experienced over the last few years with Coach Gustin being here. Coach Gustin asking whether it should have been a shooting foul or not. They say no. Foul is called against Ferris. The Dixie State will have it. Baseline right. Greenwood will bounce inside a lot. Excuse me to Johnson. And she's fouled again by Ferris. So Taylor Ferris, that's big, will come in and pick up two quick fouls. Within two seconds. Within two seconds. Inbound pass again. Here's Deshka Olsen off the side of the backboard. Gets her own rebound. Misses the putback. Gets her own rebound a third time. And is stripped out of her hands. And here come the Cougars. Yeah, that was an unfortunate mistake for Dixie State not capitalizing on that open look underneath. Another three from the right wing for Pribble. And she knocks it in. She's got six points. And it's a double-digit lead. 24-13 for Colorado Christian with 8.38 to go until halftime. Dixie State has its work cut out for it early in the second. Greenwood. Yo-yo's inside. She'll lay it up and in with the left hand. She's got three. And at the 24-15, Colorado Christian lead. Soongi kicking to the left side. Pribble again, again. This time from the left wing. A three-pointer. Three for three from the outside is Pribble. And it's a 27-15 Colorado Christian lead. And just like that, she now becomes a leading scorer for this team with nine points on three made threes. My, oh, my. Greenwood the other way. Has it stripped out of her hands. Ball is loose. And is the foul going to go against Colorado Christian? I think it is. It'll be McLean Walker holding Greenwood on her way to try to pick up the loose ball. Back into the game for Dixie State. A couple different substitutions. Chesney Stevens back in. And Kesley Stevenson. So on the floor for Dixie State, it's Stevens, Stevenson, Franks, Greenwood, and Loftus. Quick pass to Allie Franks, and she'll bank it up and in from the right side, about a 10-footer. And she's got Ford. Lead back down to 10, 27-17. For Dixie State defensively, now you've got to step out on Pribble. She's hit three already. You can't play off her anymore. I think that's exactly why you've got Kesley Stevenson back into the game. Getting some length. Athleticism back on the defensive end. Here's Walker. Path cut off. Pass is tipped, but Dixie State not able to get the loose ball. Five to shoot. Here's Walker. Three-point land straight away. Bounces to Gonzalez with two, and with one she traveled. At that point, it was either going to be a travel or a shot clock violation. She just was not going to get a shot off, and Dixie State will get it back, and that's how you start it. Got to start a run, 
And you force a turnover on the defensive end. Yeah, it's just got to be one possession at a time. Right now you're down by 10 points. I mean, it's not insurmountable. Obviously, you've got a lot of time to play. You've got to get stops defensively. And then just take a one possession at a time offensively. 27-17, Dixie State trying to fight back into the scene, trailing by 10. Greenwood inside, forces one high off the backboard. And it misses everything. Carter Christian, the rebound. Quickly get it up to Pribble. She wanted a three, but a good closeout from Loftus. Here's Soongi crossing over to the left. She gets inside and runs over Chesney Stevens. But Stevens looked like either she wasn't set or was in the restricted area and will pick up the blocking foul, her second. Well, I think she was definitely set. It has to be that she was in the restricted area. We're going to look at it here. Yep. You see that left heel just on that restricted area line. Otherwise, it would have been a good, a good charge drawn by Chesney Stevens, but that left heel came down on that line, which makes it an automatic blocking foul. 27-17, Dixie State down by 10. The first free throw from Soongi is up and in. The second one, same result. Four points for Marie Soongi. And it's a 12-point lead again, matching the game-high lead for the Cougars. Pass inside, and a whistle and a foul. And the foul will go against Gonzalez. Some confusion. There was... They put an extra point up on the scoreboard after the last free throw. Now they got it sorted out. 29-17 is the lead for Colorado Christian. Trailblazers have it with 20 to shoot. Loftus inside, floating with the left. And they just wouldn't stay down. Yeah, that was a great move. Just a tough, tough break for Loftus as you can't get that one to go. Colorado Christian quickly the other way. Gonzalez wanted Walker, but good defense from Greenwood. Forces it back to the right side as Soongi. Soongi gets into the paint, stops, sees it. She op she's open, takes a 10-foot jumper, and it rattles out. Surprised that she was so open. Dixie State the other way. Greenwood splits two defenders, lefty layup, no. Offensive rebound, Stevens gets to the right side, misses, gets her own rebound, kicks it out, Stevenson for three, high arcing three off the right side, no. Offensive rebound, Stevens, and she's fouled. Going to the bucket, two free throws coming for Chesney Stevens. Yeah, and what an effort from Chesney Stevens. She got a couple of offensive rebounds on that possession, and she just was working hard down there. That's what the Trailblazers need right now to be able to get some high-energy plays like that, and you see as she skies up for this one, tries to get to her left hand and draws the contact on Soongi. She'll go to the line for two free throws. Dixie stayed 0 for 7 from downtown, and Stevens will miss her first try from the vintage at Canyonlands free throw line. In case you're wondering, it's been 150 games since the Trailblazers have not made a three in a game. Stevens rattles the second home. She's got three, and the lead down to 29-18. Into the game for Colorado Christian, it's Kayla Cluley. And one thing to keep an eye on for Dixie State right now, already in the bonus for the rest of this period with over six minutes to go. If they can exploit that and get to the free throw line and get a few easy looks, you never know. You get some good shooters to get to the free throw line, see the ball go through the net, you get some yourself into a rhythm. Absolutely. That's how you get out of a slump. What the great players do. Soongi will leave for Cluley. Over to Walker. Left side and Pribble. Pribble gets a screen and goes pick and roll inside for Hurlbutt. She'll pass to Soongi, though. Baseline left. Back to Hurlbutt. 15-footer left side. Rims out. And Greenwood chases down the rebound. Dixie State starting to get a few stops right now as turns it over. turns it over. Taken away by Walker. And then stolen right back by Ashley Greenwood. Greenwood will pass it down the court. Tally Franks. Mid-post left side. And they're going to stop play because the shot clock was not right. I guess they're going to say that one of the teams never had full possession of the ball in that in that exchange. 
I thought she said 24. We got 26 on the shot clock. Well, then Pavlico back into the game. Michaela Johnson back into the game. Yeah, they did say 24. Now they get it down there. That was just a bizarre series of events. <laughs> well, it Greenwood, all started with Greenwood almost double dribble. Yeah, almost double dribble. She couldn't pick it back up, and it went right into the hands of a Colorado Christian defender. And, of course, Greenwood stole it back, and then the rest was history. Johnson, free throw line jumper off the left side. And McLean Walker, the rebound for CCU. Yeah, that's a little bit out of her range right there. Love to see her take their size advantage to try to get to the basket. 5.05 remaining second quarter. Dixie State trailing 29-18. Alright, Christian off to a great start, shooting 52% from the field. Soongi down to 10 to shoot for the Cougars. Left open, a deep two straight away, and she knocks it in. Six points for Marie Soongi and a 13-point lead, 31-18, and the media timeout coming on the next whistle. And a pretty balanced scoring attack right now for the Cougars. Nine points from Pribble, six from Soongi, and eight from each Hurlbut and Gonzalez. Pavlika inside to Michaela Johnson. She spins to the right and lays it up and in again. Keep feeding her. 31-20. Dixie State within 11. And Johnson's got six. All from that right block. Pribble will drive inside. Too much on the layup. And into the hands of Allie Franks. Franks quickly to Pavlika. Dixie State wants to push it. Pavlika across the timeline. Hesitates. Leaves for Franks. Passes up a three. Instead drives inside. It's knocked out of her hands. Boy, the Cougars. Good at knocking that ball loose. A deep three right wing for Loftus. Off the right side. And the rebound is CCU. Colorado Christian trying to slow up the pace a little bit of this game as Dixie State was trying to get some momentum back on their side. But another miss from three from Maddie Loftus. Walker. And the Cougars set it up. Soongi. Soongi spinning, floating from the left side and scoring. Everything for the Cougars right now. You put it up, it finds its finds its way through. Yeah, Dixie State just has no answer right now defensively. This is kind of getting the feel of that UCCS yes. game where one team is just hitting everything and the other team is not. Franks trying to split two defenders. Knocked out of her hands, but she regains. Stevenson to Loftus. Loftus back to Kesley. Now to Pavlika. Traveled. A fake right. Went back left, took steps before she put the ball on the floor. And it's a 33-20 Colorado Christian lead with 3.08 to go in the second. That'll take us to the under five media timeout. Can Dixie State avoid the same fate that they suffered two weeks ago here against UCCS? We'll find out after this 60-second timeout. They've got to be better at getting a hand in the face of the shooters and not letting them get open, wide-open shots and just be making it more tough on them. This team is not a great shooting team uh, overall, but if you give them good looks, they're going to be able to knock them down. All right, Christian, the first possession after the timeout, and it's Hurlbutt missed it off the backboard. Michaela Johnson, the rebound for Dixie State. Pavlika crossing over to the left, gets inside, will score it. From the left side, she's got four, and it's a 33-22 lead for Colorado Christian, 2.35 to go. The Cougars trying to slow things down before the half. See if Dixie State can get this lead down to single digits before the break. Walker will throw up a shot with the left hand. No, tipped around, offensive rebound. Walker put it back up. No, tapped around and into the hands of CCU again. Or is she out of bounds, or are they saying it? Nope, it is out of bounds. 
And that's the kind of plays. Dixie State has it. That's the kind of plays you've got to change if you're Dixie State. Yeah. I mean, you let Walker get that. You can't let it five foot five. She's the smallest yeah. person on the court at five foot five, and I understand that it kind of bounced around Amongst. a little bit and, and kind of fell into her hands. But it's the effort plays that you've got yeah. to be able to capitalize, especially being down eleven. Five foot five amongst the trees, getting two offensive rebounds. Pavlika with 2.03 remaining, trailing 33-23. Trying to get it under single digits here. Maddie Loftus splashes in a three for the right wing, and that's the first three-point shot of the game for the Trailblazers. On the ninth try, they get it to go. And the first Mountain America three-pointer for Dixie State. Get the ultimate rewards checking account, my style checking from Mountain America. It features awards like gift cards, cash back, and more. Details at macu.com. All right, Christian, the other way. Dixie State, a kick ball. So the Cougars will have it with 20 seconds on the shot clock. Gonzalez will check back in. She got a breather, and she's a spark plug for the CCU team. She's got eight points, a pair of rebounds. Nunez back in as well for the Cougars with 135 remaining. 15 to shoot for CCU. Dixie State would love to get another stop and put another one through the bucket. Soongi guarded by Stevenson, loses, and taken away by Ali Franks. Franks will hand off to Pavlika. Pavlika slows it up right wing here to Allie Franks. Back to Pavlika. 22 seconds on the shot clock, 113 on the game clock. Here's Moya'i, high post right side, looking for Franks on the right wing. Top of the Stevenson, right back to Allie. Has it taken away. Brooklyn Hurlbutt has been right on top of every move Franks has made tonight. CCU, top of the key to Nunez. She'll try a three right wing, banks it in. Wow. And that's how you know it's going good for you tonight. You bank that one in, it catches the rim, takes a couple of bounces off the rim, and goes in. That's just one of the signs, you know, that you're shooting well right now. Dixie State, a turnover on one end, and then a banked three on the other end for CCU. And the Trailblazers answer, Loftus, a three, right wing, bang! Back-to-back Mountain America three-pointers for Matty Loftus. And Dixie State back within eight, 36-28. You've got this within single digits. You don't want to give up a bucket right now. You've got some momentum going into halftime. You've got it down to eight. Trying to play a good defensive possession here. 14 seconds remaining. Shot clock is off. Sungi, left corner. Couple of dribbles. Danunez, three-point land straight away with seven, with five. To the right side, behind the back dribble to Gonzalez with two, with one, a layup. As time expires, is up and in. Too easy for CCU, and it'll be a 10-point lead. As we go to the halftime break, 38-28, and Gonzalez will go to the break as the leading scorer with 10 points as we go directly in to our Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report. 38-28, Dixie State trailing by 10. Drayson, your, your first raw thoughts on this first half of play for Dixie State. Well, I mean, you got to play better defensively. You can't let a team that only averages 58 points per game coming into the season get almost 40 points on you in the first half. You just have to be better defensively. They've got a lot of open looks, and, and give credit to CCU. They have been able to make some tough shots, but overall, they've been able to get to the basket whenever they want to. They've been able to get the shots that they want to get within the, 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 the structure of their offense, and so you've just got to be able to make it tough on them right now. CCU, 18 points in the paint, and they've also shot four 
four of seven from downtown, and they've got to the free throw line five times and made four out of five of those. So you just got to make it tougher, not let them get to the spots they want to get to on the floor, and then just get a hand up on every jump shooter. Of course, Dixie State, two of ten from the outside. If you make, you know, three or four more of those, it's a whole different ball game right now. So Dixie State, uh, they'll heat up in the second half, and I think they'll be okay. We'll see what they draw up in the locker room. Before we go to break, let's take a look at our first half highlights here on the TV side. And Dixie State, it was a great backdoor look inside to start this thing. You thought, oh, here we go. It's going to be a great, great start. It was, was Stevens laying it up and in. Allie Franks hit her first shot, but still been playing from behind most of the second half. Yeah, the Trailblazers just were not really able to get into a good flow offensively. They had a couple of missed threes there, as you see another uh, layup by Moyai, and then Linda Pavlika with the explosive dribble getting to her left hand, and that's kind of really what kept them into the game there, was able to get to the rim, as you see. Uh, Greenwood. Greenwood does the same thing. Getting to the rim, they had 20 points in the paint as well, so 20 of 28 points they got from inside the painted area, but they just were not hitting their threes like they normally are. Michaela Johnson had a great first half. She had six points right down there in that same sort of vicinity. And Lennon Pavlik, one more time, is able to get to the rim just about whenever she wants to. And she was a big factor, putting up four points, three assists, and three rebounds in that first half. Here was the threes by Maddie Loftus. She finally got it going as the first half near the end. Yeah, those two three-point shots, probably our early leading candidate for our catering concept, plays of the game. Of course, got a lot of basketball to be played before we officially name that. Dixie State will look to try to heat up from beyond the arc because if you look at it, that's really the difference right now. Two of ten for Dixie State, four of seven for Colorado Christian. It's a ten-point Colorado Christian lead, and you had Brianna Pribble check in, and in a matter of about two minutes hit three threes. He's got nine points. That's really the difference right now. It's Dixie State, as we saw in the highlights, is really able to do whatever they want inside. they got to take care of the ball a little bit better. Seven turnovers in the first half is too many. Uh, keep pushing it inside. Keep utilizing that post play and just wait to start hitting those shots from outside. They should be just fine. Let's step away. Let's take our first break inside the uh, Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report. Take the full five-minute timeout. When we come back. We'll give you a few more numbers, a few more stats, get you set for second-half action. Dixie State trailing 38-28 back in five minutes on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena. It's the Seven Oaks Jewelers Halftime Report. Seven Oaks Fine Jewelers is your one-stop shop for jewelry in St. George, Utah. Custom engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond earrings, custom laser engraving, and much, much more. I hope my wife's not listening right now. She's going to want a new ring or a necklace or something if she hears that live read. But we appreciate Seven Oaks Jewelers, our, one of our wonderful Dixie State Athletic sponsors, and for sponsoring our halftime report and right now Dixie State a 38-28 deficit and we mentioned it during the first half on the broadcast and talked about it off the air and it just has that same vibe and almost that same feel as that UCCS game two weeks ago you come in here on a Friday night and a team that you feel like you should be able to compete with and 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 even be leading at this point and you're trailing by double figures so let's see if Dixie State can come out with a little more energy and and take a little bit better care of the ball and uh and get some shots to start falling. I know that's one thing you can't really control, but some of those shots were not close in the first half. So 
Dixie State has got to settle down, you know, calm down, don't force it. Make sure you, you're taking good looks, and, and they'll start falling for the Trailblazers. And one thing I would say, that I'd love to see them keep pushing it inside because CCU has really had defensively not a lot of answers for Dixie State inside. The Trailblazers have scored, like you said, 20 points in the paint and have only attempted four free throws. So get in there, and whether it's London Pavlika or Ashley Greenwood or Michaela Johnson, get in there and score, or if at the very least, make them foul you and get to the free throw. And you mentioned that in the first half. That's how you get back into into a game sometimes. Make them foul. You get to the free throw line and turn it around that way. Yeah, from the time that I said that, they, they were in the bonus. They didn't go to the free throw yeah, line once in the final six minutes. And so that would have been a scenario where you could have really kind of tried to pound it down low, force them to either foul you or give up an easy look at the rim. And they just didn't do that very well in the final six minutes of that uh, second quarter. However, Dixie State right now, uh, they just need to do a little bit better in all facets of the game. They, they've turned the ball over seven times, which isn't terrible at this point. You may want one or two less. Obviously, less is more uh, with as far as the turnovers go. But Colorado Christian has converted those turnovers. They've scored 10 points off Dixie State's turnovers. That's been one of the reasons why they've been able to get out to this 10-point lead at halftime. They've converted on the mistakes by Dixie State. They've also had four fast break points. The Trailblazers do not have a single fast break point right now. So as I mentioned, Colorado Christian loves to kind of get out into that early offense and put pressure on the defense, and they've been able to get some fast break points. And when they haven't been able to convert those, they've been able to get to the free throw line and just kind of put other kinds of pressure on the defense and got some open threes uh, to go down for them as well. But the Trailblazers out-rebounding right now at Colorado Christian, and I think right now you're playing a little bit better interior game. Like you mentioned, you can get to the, uh, the rim whenever you want to right now. And their best defender down low, their biggest defender really, is Taylor Ferris. She's 6'1". She's already got two fouls right now. So in, in about a two-second span about two, of game time. Exactly. So no one else. I mean, the next tallest person that gets a lot of minutes, there's a 6'3", uh, Kayla Cluey down here, but she only averages about seven minutes per game, so she's not what I would consider a regular. But Lourdes Gonzalez stands at 5'11", and Brooklyn Hurlbutt is 5'10". So if you get Michaela Johnson and Chesney Stevens down there who who are 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", you have a real height advantage down low underneath. And so you got to try to exploit that if you're Dixie State, and then you just got to get some three-pointers to fall. Really, when you look at the stat sheet of the first half, you look at it and you go, how is Colorado Christian up by 10? Dixie State is leading the rebounding battle. They're shooting 42% from the field. Not a bad clip. I mean, you'd love to be a little bit higher, a little closer to 50, but you I mean you'll take that. It's the three-point shooting. Like we mentioned, Dixie State is a team that relies on the three, and and Colorado Christian has hit two more threes than Dixie State, and 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 an extra field goal more than that, and and a couple more free throws, and and that's really what it is the shots will start falling and for me and i don't want to put pressure on any one player but i think as a senior uh leader of this team, i think Allie franks has, has got to take over she was pretty quiet on the trip last week you know four points in the first half four rebounds she did turn it over three times it's almost as if colorado christian which i'm sure this is what's happened has, has broken it down on the tape they know and they can anticipate what Allie Franks wants to do when she drives inside. All three of those turnovers were tips and steals as she tried to drive inside. And I just look for her to be the senior leader to come out. Uh, Dixie State, when, when you look at it, is 4-1 and one overall when Allie Franks is your leading scorer of the season. They're 5-1 and one when Maddie, Maddie Loftus is the leading scorer. So between those two players, your two seniors 
on this squad. Loftus has six. She came on. She hit a couple of threes. Uh, Franks has four points. You've got ten points between the two of them. I really look for those two players to to make a, a, a big difference here in this second half and, and, to, and to step up and be senior leaders and be vocal about it and say, look, this is not how we're playing this game. We're going to win this game. We're not going to lose at home and expect both of those players to have a big second half. I look for London Pavlika to continue to get to the bucket. She's a distributor, but we've seen her in her two years here now. She can get to the bucket almost any time she wants to. She's got that quick first step of burst. She can get around almost any defender. Would love to see her get to to the, the bucket even more. And I'm interested to see what Michaela Johnson has done. Uh, you know, she, she doesn't play a ton of minutes per game, but her minutes tonight have been really effective. And I'm at, this could be her breakout game this season. I mentioned in the first half. I think she can come out and really contribute here in the second as well. And if she does, you know, if she, if she does come out and get a, two or three uh, early buckets in this first half, what that's going to do is that's going to force Colorado Christian to collapse the defense down low, which will open up some bucks for your three-point shooters on the outside. London Pavlik, Kesley Stevens, Maddie Loftus, Allie Franks, those three-point shooters around your perimeter, they're going to be able to get better looks and more open looks and hopefully get a few of those to go down so i think that's going to be really key like you mentioned it's going to be interesting to see what coach gustin does he's always great at making halftime adjustments i look for the first three or four minutes to indicate both offensively yeah. and defensively what adjustments he's made and if they've ratcheted up their intensity both offensively and defensively dixie state trailing 38 to 28 at the half that'll do it for our Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report, let's take a quick 30-second timeout, just a 30, come back with the second half on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena. Carrick Sagmiller, Drayson Ball with you. I want to give a shout-out to our CEC TV crew while we can for uh, all they do. I mean, they're here setting up a couple hours before the game. They're here late waiting for us to get off the air. Uh, they do a lot for us. Also, Martin Kelly back in the Radio Dixie 91.3 FM studio. Shout-out to all of them who make these broadcasts possible and all the students and that'll do it of course for our seven oaks jewelers halftime report and into the second half we go dixie states trailing by 10 and they go right back to hurl but does ccu and gets the first bucket of the second half to extend the lead to 40 to 28 and if you're dixie state i mean that's the shot you want to force them i mean it went in for hurl but but she was fading away kind of almost a a hook shot that's the one you want to force and just fortunate for them that went in dixie state trailing by 12 here's frank stops at the free throw line to loftus loftus to pavlika pump fake inside stevens off the window and in with contact chesney stevens gets it to go once Go ahead. Once again, sorry, talking over you, Carrick. Once again, we see that they're trying to exploit their down low, working on Gonzalez. That's her second. So now you've got both their bigs uh, that operate down low in some foul trouble. Gonzalez with two and Ferris with two as Stevens makes the second free throw. Free throw up and in for Stevens. She's got six. The three Dixie State players with six points now, and it's a 40 to 31. Colorado Christian lead with 9.08 remaining in the third quarter. Gonzalez to Hurlbutt. Both teams going with the original five starters. 
Hurlbutt throws up a shot. At the same time, Soongi hits the deck. Kesley Stevenson has a look of bewilderment on her face right now. I think she thought that was going against her. It's going to go against Allie Franks. And I don't know if it was anything more than... That couldn't have been against Allie Franks. Allie Franks was five feet away in the lane. I mean, they're calling it on Allie Franks on the shooter. The, the action that Kesley Stevenson oh, and Stevenson and okay. the, the Colorado Christian offensive players that were on the ground had nothing to do with the foul call. Wow, they, was, got Ches, I, they got Allie Franks yeah, on the arm. Gotcha. I'd let, let, let's roll that again if we can. First free throw is no good. I, just, I don't know what I'm looking at. Second free throw. Missed both of them. Dixie State will get the rebound. Dixie State trailing by nine, trying to cut into the lead. Pavlika inside, layup good. She's got six points now. And for Pavlika, one thing we talked about, obviously she can get get to the rim whenever she wants to, but she's very good at being able to finish even through contact like she did on that possession. Nunez will get inside to answer no, but she's fouled by Chesney Stevens. Got Nunez high up on the arm. Referee looking through the crowd to see the number. And it is Chesney Stevens, her third. Went up high to try to contest. Kind of made the mistake. You, you know, you know you got to go up straight, but you're fighting off that natural tendency to want to bring the arm down and try to swat the ball away. And that's what she did. And she got Nunez on the arm, makes the first yeah. free throw. Four points for Sam Nunez. She's the leading scorer for this team with just over 13 points per game and kind of held quiet there in that uh-huh. first half. Hopefully that can uh, remain... Dixie State's focus as she misses the second. It's the second free throw. Dixie State the rebound. Yeah, her only field goal of the first half was that banked three. Pavlika, pump fake to the free throw line. Maddie Loftus, three. No. Missed it off the left side. Nunez the rebound. Nunez will push it up the floor. Looked like she may have carried the ball. No call. Here's Gonzalez, and she traveled. Yep, and that's an area of emphasis so far this season. We've seen it called a lot, not only in this game, but throughout the entire year. If you get the ball and you fake to the left and go back to the right before putting the ball on the floor, it's going to be called a travel every single time, and we've seen it three or four times already tonight. 41-33, Dixie State within eight, 8.07 remaining. Pavlika for three, left wing, and she splashes it home. London Pavlika with nine points. And that's what makes London Pavlika so special is just when she's got to the rim two or three times already in the game, you're fearing that she's going to be able to dribble by you. So you sag off and she steps back, has a wide open three-pointer and is able to knock it down. Here's Gonzalez getting into the lane, spinning, misses everything. Chesney Stevens the rebound. Dixie stayed in an 8-1 run of the last two minutes, trying to extend it here. Pavlika. Top of the key. Drives to the right, stops the dribble, whips it inside. Stevens off the glass and too strong. Colorado Christian the rebound. Could have cut it to three. Instead, here come the Cougars. And Nunez, 4-3, missed it. Ball tapped around. It's loose. Gonzalez able to chase down the rebound. Colorado Christian will reset. Here's Sungi. Angling to the right, crossing back over left. Now back right, whips it back out. And another travel. Burlba. Did the same thing. And a timeout going to be called by head coach Corey Laster. 
wants to talk some things over. Dixie State within five. We've got a game on our hands. 41-36. It's a media timeout. 7.06 remaining. Back in 60 on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 41-36, Dixie State, an 8-1 start to the third quarter to pull back within five at 41-36. And it always makes you feel smart when the team comes out and does exactly what you talked about during the halftime break. They're trying to get inside. Like you mentioned, Dixie State has had success inside, so it's pulled them back from the wing, and Pavlika was able to hit a three as well. So Dixie State starting to execute a little bit better offensively. And not only that, Dixie State didn't have any points off of uh, Colorado Christian turnovers in the first half. They forced two turnovers in the in the third quarter and five points off turnovers, the three, and then the layup there by Chesney Stevens earlier. 41-36, Dixie State within five. Franks, a right elbow jumper, rimmed out, was wide open, so she had to take it. Colorado Christian, the rebound. 6.44 remaining. Here's the Cougars. Nunez. To the free throw line. 10 to shoot. Will bounce to Gonzalez. Spinning to the baseline. Stopped by Moai'i. And throws up an out-of-control shot. Good box out by Ali Franks. And Pavlika able to chase down the rebound. And that was great defense by Brianna Moai'i. She was strong. She stayed straight up and forced a bad shot. Pavlika inside of Moai'i. Missed the layup. And the ball is tipped and out of bounds. 60 State will maintain the possession. Gonzalez made contact with the ball with her foot on the end line and Dixie State will get it back. And how many chances have the Trailblazers had at kind of point blank looks right there at the rim? That one, Moiati a few minutes ago, Stevens was just not able to convert. Pavlika will lob to Stevenson. Love to see Kensley get a couple of three-point shots to go here in the second half as well. Franks, hand off to Olsen. Olsen dribbling left, loses, regains, kicks to Stevenson. And it's tapped out of bounds in the left corner. Kesley nearly reached back out and touched it again. Was able to hold off. And Dixie State will have five seconds to get a shot off. And Stevenson will throw it in from the left corner. Bounces into Moya'i. And what's the call? A kick ball. So Dixie State will get a 20 seconds out onto the shot clock. Uh, that was a, a bell. Wow. For Colorado Christian, I mean, you're sitting in a situation of Colorado Christian. You just got to play defense for five seconds. You kick the ball, and then they put 20 back on the clock. Good news for Dixie State. Priva will check in for the Cougars. So something to keep an eye on offensively for CCU. It's three for three from downtown in the first half. Dixie State now with 12 to shoot. It's Olsen. Loses. Regains. Top of the key. Pavlika with eight. Gets a screen. Drives left with five. Floats it. A fadeaway left side, and she's feeling it. 11 points for London Pavlika. Dixie State finally gets past the five-point mark. And here's Pribble, left wing, in and out. Missed it. Offensive rebound, Hurlbutt. So finally you get a miss from Pribble, but an offensive rebound for the Cougars. They reset. 41-38, Dixie State within three. Outscoring CCU 10-3 here in the third quarter and a whistle and a foul as the shot clock winded down under 10. It's going to be on Brianna Moyaki as she uh, kind of tried to cut off 
the drill penetration there. But that's one of the benefits, as you see the replay there, Moyai just getting in front of Sunji. That's one of the benefits, if you're Colorado Christian, of getting out in transition. They got that open three for Pribble. She missed it, but because Dixie State didn't hustle back, they were able to get the offensive rebound and keep the possession alive. Loftus and Stevens will check back in, and Moyai and Olsen will leave for the Trailblazers. Here's Hurlbutt into the lane, stops, kicks it back out, right back into Hurlbutt, but a three-second call. She never vacated. Drove in, made the pass, never vacated, and gets nailed for it. And if you're Dixie State right now, you've got to put your foot on the gas. The momentum has switched into your favor. You're only down three points. You've got to keep accelerated and try to get over the hump here. Stevenson, a three from the right wing. May have been partially blocked, but it takes a hard bounce into the hands of Allie Frank. She'll jump it in the paint. Can't score it and hurl but the rebound. And just a lid on the rim right now for Dixie State. Just not able to get some good looks to go. Soongi drives past Stevenson. Will lay it up and in. Ten points for Soongi and a five-point CCU lead. 43-38. Dixie State trailing by five. Pavlika to Stevens to Pavlika. Three-point land straight away. Plenty of time here. 15 seconds to get a shot. To Stevenson right corner. Drives to the left. Will jump it. 15-footer right side and splashes it in. Her first field goal of the night. Sometimes you just need to see one go through. Dixie State within three. 43-40. And there was a lot of good action on that offensive possession for Dixie State. A lot of screens. Allie Franks, Chesney Stevens set a couple good screens, which got the open 15-footer for Stevenson. Hurlbutt working on Franks, gets inside, reverses, blocked by Chesney Stevens, and Chesney comes down with it, hands off to Pavlika. London surveying her options, stops at the right elbow, kicks it back out, Stevens for three straight away, no, long rebound, Franks, she'll whip it back out, Loftus for three left wing, off the front iron, no, offensive rebound, Stevens, one dribble, kick it out, three, right wing, Stevenson, no, and Stevens will get another offensive rebound, and she is fouled. Chesney Stevens is fouled by Brooklyn Hurlbut. Count them. One, two, three offensive rebounds for Chesney Stevens on that possession. Yeah, I mean, Stevens was all over the place right now as we get her under media timeout. She had a possession like that earlier in the first half, which kind of got the momentum going for Dixie State, but that one was huge right there. She goes to the line. And if Dixie State scores on this possession out of the timeout, that may be, to this point, our uh, catering concepts play of the game to keep possession going and get the ball back for Dixie State. Trailblazers trailing 43-40. We'll keep it right here through the timeout since we've talked through most of it already. We will remind you that timeouts are brought to you by Dairy Queen. If you sign up for the DQ mobile app, you, you can receive a free small blizzard and new deals every week. Remember, Dairy Queen is fan food, not fast food. You better sign up right now and get your free blizzard. What, no, what's your blizzard that. flavor of choice, by the way? I'm just, I'm I know just, I introduced you to the cookie jar blizzard a couple of months ago. And I'm, I, I've just always been an Oreo, Oreo, okay. Oreo guy. I'm just pretty plain. I'm pretty plain. I just like the Oreo. I've always liked to get regular cookies and cream or Oreo. And the cookie jar blizzard was just was a little bit too much too chocolate. Much, not, just too much everything. It was just okay. a little bit too much of just about everything for me. But it, it was good, obviously. But I'm not a huge sweet tooth. I prefer a little more salty. But I just prefer to go with the basic Oreo. Well, there you go. That's Carrick uh, Sagwell and Drayson Ball breaking down the blizzards at Dairy Queen. You can't go wrong, really. It's all ice cream. It's all good. Dixie State will have the possession back after multiple offensive rebounds by Chesney Stevens. And the Trailblazers will have the possession. 
It'll be London Pavlik and a trigger, trigger baseline right side. Into Stevens. Stevens to Pavlika. Pump fake out to Stevenson. Now to Pavlika. 15 to shoot. London. They'll swing it left. Franks behind the back dribble. Left wing. Accelerates. Gets inside. Hangs. Can't hit. Tapped out of bounds. And finally possession goes back to Colorado Christian. Chesney Stevens almost had another offensive rebound. It was hit out of her hands by Ali Franks. Yeah, that one, Franks, again, just she got a good look. She got to where she wanted to get to, but just not able to get that one to go. TCU the other way. Soongi into the lane. Looks like she may have carried it. They play on. Pribble, two-pointer, right side. Rims out, offensive rebound for Ferris. The team's trading offensive rebounds, and here's Nunez. A 43-40 CCU lead. Soongi into the paint. Kicking it right side, Ferris working on Stevens. Leaves it for Gonzalez. Jumps it, scores it. All created off the offensive rebound uh, by Ferris. She was surrounded by three Dixie State rebounders, and she was the one that came out with it and got two points off of the offensive rebound. Loftus to Stevenson. Now to Pavlika right corner. Pavlika to Loftus. Loftus. To Stevenson. CCU doing a good job to close out on the Dixie State shooters. Franks will throw up a deep three left wing. No, Stevens can't corral the rebound, and here comes CCU. A 45 40 CCU lead. And the Cougars trying to weather Dixie State's run and now put one back together of their own. Nunez to Soongi. 12 on the shot clock. Soongi will leave for Gonzalez. Gonzalez crosses over right, gets into the paint, stops, spinning, backdoor pass to Soongi, balls loose on the floor. Stevens has a steal and gives to Franks. Big defensive possession there for Dixie State. Pavlika, right elbow jumper, no, missed it, and Franks is fouled going for the rebound. So get credited for the offensive rebound, and Dixie State will maintain the possession as she was cleared out by Taylor Ferris. That'll be her third foul. Ashley Greenwood will check in for Pavlika. Yeah, and a good effort there by Allie Franks to kind of keep that possession alive as she draws the foul and gets Dixie State another offensive possession. Loftus in the right corner. We'll swing to Franks. Franks to Loftus. Kicks it to the left corner. Stevenson, three ball on the way. It's short. Offensive rebound. No. Offensive foul, or loose ball foul, rather against Chesney Stevens, and that'll be her fourth. And I think they're going to say, and if you look at the replay, I mean, they've got each other. I mean, it actually looks like Ferris has the right arm of Stevens. Yeah, I mean, that's just as much Ferris holding yeah. on to the arm as Stevens was. I mean, you know, yeah, it's hard to call one way or the other, I guess, if they're both locked up. And I guess Stevens kind of did lower the elbow mm-hmm. or lower the shoulder into her. But, I mean, to me, that's either a no call or um, a foul on Ferris. 45-40, Dixie State within five. Have not been able to get any closer than three here in the third quarter. Pribble, left open, missed the three, but a moving screen against Ferris. And that's her fourth. Yeah, that's big time for Colorado yeah. Christian. Is uh, They were trying to sub her out, and they just were not able to get her in before that possession. She picks up that fourth foul, and, no, and now you see Kayla Cluey, who hasn't played so far today, just... 
Uh, 6-3, she's going to be kind of what's going to stop them. Dixie State trying yeah. to get low and get inside and get those looks at the rim. Good chance for Dixie State here to go two for one. 48 on the game clock, 20 on the shot clock. Loftus jumps a three, left wing, it's short. And Colorado Christian credit the Cougars defensively because they have done an exceptional job tonight closing out and making the Dixie State shooters uncomfortable. And just three of 19 from three is Dixie State. Cougars the other way. Gonzalez can't get it to go. And here comes Dixie State. Loftus behind the back dribble. Jump step into the lane. Can't get it to go. Into the hands of Cluley. Now the shot clock is off. 45-40. Sungi into the lane. Jumper, no, it rims out with seven to go. Dixie State can get a shot here. Here's Greenwood to Stevenson. One dribble, deep three at the horn. No, Sungi was right there at five foot ten to put the long arm up. And Stevenson had to try to shoot up and over the top. Still, it's a 45-40 CCU lead. Certainly not insurmountable for Dixie State in the third quarter. Made some progress. Let's keep it right here. A new thing that we're going to do for uh, the TV side. In fact, radio, radio, go ahead, take a 60-second break on radio, and then come back after that 60-second break on radio. We'll keep it right here on the TV side. So here on the TV side, we're going to name our... You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Radio time back in as well. New format we're going as we try to to keep the format friendly for both our TV and our internet and, and our radio audience. And we are back in play. Dixie State has the first possession of the fourth quarter, trailing by just five. Pavlika inside. She is fouled, and she gets to the and The foul will go against Sungi. Sungi's second of the night. Madam Pavlika will go to the free throw line to try to end a four, four and a half minute scoreless drought for Dixie State. Just one of their last 13 from the field and one of their last 10 from three. And Lena Pavlika will try to put a stop to that. Pavlika misses the first free throw. She'll have one more. Free throws brought to you by Vintage at Canyonland. Second one is missed off the right side. Allie Franks will chase down the long rebound. Dixie State, as they go inside to Johnson, and she can't get it to go. And then it's knocked out of bounds. Dixie State will maintain the possession. Yeah, but I love that possession for Dixie State. Michaela Johnson was screaming at Allie Franks to get her the ball there because she knew she has a size advantage against Kayla Cluey down there on the low block. The same height at 6'3". They're going to put 13 seconds on the shot clock it was off of an offensive rebound. So the clock never should have gone back out to 30. Pavlika, baseline left. Lob into Johnson. Johnson holding mid post left side. Will flow with the right hand too strong. Dixie State has had a lot of good looks inside that have just not gone down. Yeah, I can think of five or six of those just similar type plays where you're within five or seven feet and just getting good looks. It's not able well, to go down. And there's not a whole lot you can do about that. Really anything you can do. 
Keep your chin up and keep shooting. Nunez to Gonzalez. Gonzalez spinning, scoring in the lane. It's kind of her last-ditch effort. Has had no one to pass to. A fadeaway jumper in the paint and is a seven-point lead again. Yeah, that 47-40. One, you just got to tap her on the back on that one and say good job because he played good defense. She just made a good shot. Franks for three. Left wing. No, too strong. Offensive rebound, Stevenson. Knocked out of her hands from behind. She's able to maintain. Baseline jumper right side. Good, and the foul. It rattles home and falls through. Just what the doctor ordered for Dixie State. Little injection of momentum. That ends a a 5-23 scoring drought or scoreless drought for Dixie State. Over five minutes without any points. And a good good job there by Kesley Stevenson to get the rebound and get the shot to go with the foul. She makes the free throw. What an acrobatic move by Michaela Johnson. She started falling forward and was able to balance on one foot so she wouldn't fall into lane for the shot for the uh, lane violation. Can mixing up my different violations there. 47-43, Dixie State within four. 8.50 remaining in the fourth quarter. Can that momentum propel the Trailblazers to a run here? Walker. Yo-yoing, top of the key, dribbling back and forth from left to right. And a tip and a steal for Maddie Loftus. Loftus slows down, leaves for Franks, drives to the baseline, jumps it, and scores it. Dixie State within two. Franks with six, and it's a 47-45 CCU lead. 8-14 to go. And that fast break had me a little worried there. So I thought they might not get a good look there, but Allie Franks was able to get that one to go. Soongi, the left side, and Hurlbut. Now to Walker. Walker will bounce it to Gonzalez. She's been a thorn in the side of DSU all game long. Fadeaway jumper, missed it. Johnson the rebound. And great defense there by Dixie State, forcing her into a 15-foot fadeaway jumper. That's exactly the shot you want her to take. And a good rebound there by Johnson. Dixie State has not led since early, early in the first quarter. They could tie here or take the lead with a three. Pavlika drives inside, high off the window. No. Offensive rebound, Michaela Johnson, and she's fouled during the putback attempt. The foul will go against Kayla Cluley. It'll be her first, and Michaela Johnson goes to the free throw line for a pair of vintage at Canyonlands freebies. And once again, that's the size advantage. That's the difference between Michaela Johnson right now and and Kayla Cluey. Cluey only averaging seven minutes per game. She's not got a lot of experience, and certainly with Michaela Johnson, she's got the size and the energy to be able to go get that offensive rebound, all created off the penetration from London Pavlico. Makes the first free throw. She's got seven. And with that, a new career high here at Dixie State. And she has matched her career high for rebounds with five. Trying to tie the game here. Second free throw good from Michaela Johnson. And we are tied at 47-47 with 7.27 to play. Dixie State fans making some noise inside the Burns Arena. Dixie State off the deck after trailing by as many as 13 earlier in the game. And they're now tied at 47. CCU the other way. Here's Nunez. Last lead for Dixie State was 2-0 in the first quarter. Soongi misses. Johnson clears out the rebound. 
Trailblazers scored first, and that was their only lead of the game so far. Can they retake the lead on this possession? We are tied at 47 with 6.53 to go in the fourth. Johnson, dribble handoff, Loftus, and an offensive foul. Loftus got a layup, but it was Johnson who committed the the moving screen. Yeah, I'd love to, love to see that again if we have that on replay. I'm not sure. Johnson certainly she didn't agree with it. She set the screen and then kind of stayed in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't mm. love that call one kind of bit. Kind the arm out a little bit. I don't love that call one bit. 47-47. 6.38 remaining. Fourth quarter. And a turnover. CCU starting to get a lot of sorts. And what's the old, how's the old saying go that ball don't lie? Something like that. Dixie State has a chance to see that to, foul called on Rudy Gobert last night. By the way, was awful. That was awful. A lot of people would argue that this foul to get him into overtime should have been called either, though. But yeah, maybe they all, all things evened out in New Orleans. <laughs> Fair enough. 47-47. Dixie State trying to take the lead. Pavlika inside and lays it up and in with the right hand. The finger roll. She's got 13 to lead all scorers. Check that. Gonzalez has 14. Dixie State's leading scorer. The Trailblazers lead by two. And Lena Pavlik has been able to do that on many occasions tonight, just being able to get to the basket and finish when she gets there. And Nunez to Gonzalez. Gets to the baseline. Fadeaway jumper. No. Stevens. No. Pavlik of the rebound. Pass ahead to Loftus. Threads the needle. Lefty layup. Foul. Then transition. Missed the layup. Two free throws on the way. For Maddie Loftus. And what a job there by London Pavlik. And this is what one of the things that is maybe underrated about her game is she has such excellent vision, even on those pass aheads, those down court passes. Immediately after getting the rebound, her eyes go down court. She sees Maddie Loftus. Now she doesn't convert the layup, but she does go to the free throw line to shoot two, where she's an excellent free throw shooter at 89% on the year. And I've heard stories about statisticians in the older days when stats were kept on paper that you know you could get away with giving an assist after a foul and, and made free throws. Loftus will make both free throws. A little harder in the digital era to get away with that. I've always thought they should count that, though. If you make the pass and they make both free throws, you should get an assist. I mean, if you were the pa- made the pass to get them to the free throw line, I don't know. I, I, I think that should, I I'm think on board. should count, right? Let's do it. I think you should get an assist for that. 51-47, Dixie State, a game-high lead of four with 540 remaining after trailing. And it's... Almost a CCU turnover. Dixie State trailed by 10 at the half and as many as 12 in the third quarter. They trailed by 13 earlier in the game as well. Soongi inside, out of control shot. She gets it to go off the window. Nothing you can do about that one. 12 points for Soongi. And strap on your seatbelts, everybody. Because it's going to be a ride over the last five minutes. Franks. Drives inside, leaves for Stevens, and Chesney can't convert. What a pass by Franks, but here comes CCU. That would have been an excellent find if Stevens was able to convert that as Allie Franks had the vision to thread the needle between two defenders. And Stevens with 10 rebounds needs just four points to get a double-double. It would be her second of the year. We are under five, media timeout coming on the next whistle. Soongi. Jumper in the lane, dies on the back iron. It's loose, offensive rebound. It's Ferris, and she runs over Chesney Stevens, and that will be it for Taylor Ferris. And that will bring us to the under five 
media timeout. She's outside of the restricted area as the contact is made, and Stevens draws the foul, and that was dangerous. It was four fouls on four fouls. Somebody was fouling out on that play, and it was Ferris. 51-49, 60-second timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena. Dixie State outscoring a CCU 11-4 in the fourth quarter, 12-7 in the third, and Dixie State has battled back to take a 51-49 lead with 4.33 remaining. And Dixie State will have the ball after Chesney Stevens drew the offensive foul. And you saw right after that happened, Michaela Johnson right back into the game because they need Chesney Stevens in the game down the, the stretch run as well. Give her a little breather and then get her back in with four fouls. Chesney Stevens has been marvelous tonight. And Michaela Johnson down in the post. They've both been great for Dixie State down low, both offensively and defensively. Trailblazers with possession. Loftus. Calling for help. Puts the ball on the floor. Dribbles around a screen. Throws up a lefty layup. It's denied by India Cole. And it's taken away by Kesley Stevenson. And she'll splash home the shot. It was denied and taken away by India Cole. This is the first she's played all game long. Stevenson stole it back and made a jumper on the other end. Michaela Johnson will foul Cole. Again, Cole just checked in during the break. A six-foot forward center combo, a freshman from Castle Rock, Colorado. She finds herself on the free throw line, just a 43% shooter. Of course, I'm sure has not attempted many. I don't have the season box. Eludes me. Misses the first. And on that previous position, that's where the, the, the size and the length of a 5'11", Kesley Stevenson comes into play as she was able to grab that one and knock down the jumper. And India Cole misses both free throws after checking into the game, and Dixie State with a four-point lead can make it six or even seven here. Franks inside Johnson. Johnson working on Cole, lays it up and in. Cole tried to draw the foul, did not get the whistle, and Johnson lays it up. She's in double figures for the first time in her Dixie State career. Yeah, and that was just the pure size and overpowering. Michaela Johnson got the on the low block and just backed it all the way down. Soongi to answer, she's fouled by Stevenson. Stevenson reacts, kind of putting her hands up over her mouth. She couldn't believe it. But Sungi will go to the line for a pair of free throws. You see here, Sungi gets into the lane. And right there on, on the, the arm, arm, looks like uh, might have been just there on the wrist, maybe on that right wrist, as Kesley Stevens picks up her, Stevenson picks up her first personal foul. Sungi, first free throw is good. She's got 13. Two Trailblazers in double figures. London Pavlika with 13. Michaela Johnson with 10. She's got 10 points and six rebounds. Second free throw rims out. Johnson the rebound. She's got seven. Double-double watch for a couple different Dixie State post players now. Pavlika accelerates, drives inside, and shot is blocked by India Cole. Shot blocker is Cole. She's played for about two minutes and has got two blocks already. Yeah, six-foot uh, freshman. Francisco. Uh, <laughs> A six-foot freshman forward slash center out of Castle Rock, Colorado. Pavlika will lob into Stevenson. Bouncing inside. Here's Johnson. Couldn't get it to go. And here comes CCU. Three minutes remaining. Perlba lobbing inside to Gonzalez. Couldn't get the jumper to go. Pavlika snares the rebound. 2.50 to go. you got to be aware of 
time in possession here. Dixie State can take some time. Franks inside, floats it, misses, and the rebound to Pribble. And that's exactly what I'm saying. You've got a five-point lead and time to burn. And Allie Franks, she had a wide open layup. And passed it up. Taken it. Yeah, she didn't uh, She didn't go early. I don't know if she didn't know how wide open she was, but if she would have got the ball and then went right to the rim, she would have had an easy layup, but she waited a few ticks too long and was had to force up the contested shot. It'll be a full timeout call by Colorado Christian, so let's step away. We'll take a 30-second timeout with 2.36 remaining. Dixie State a 55-50 lead. 30-second timeout and back to the Burns on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. 2.36 remaining, fourth quarter. Dixie State leading by five, 55-50. And CCU will have possession. Trailblazers had an opportunity to try to extend the lead to seven. They took a shot early in the shot clock. And now CCU has it right back. We'll see if there are any repercussions. Or if Dixie State can drop another stop defensively. Soongi. Inside Cole. Working on Johnson. Missed it. Johnson's got the rebound. Rebound number eight tonight. Can Johnson get to 10 and get her first double-double at Dixie State? One of the storylines as this game wanes into the late moments. Johnson. Holding on the right elbow. Dribbles once, kills the dribble, gives to Pavlika. Still 10 seconds to go. You got time here. Find a good shot. Pavlika, three-point land straight away with seven. Gets to the baseline and throws it away. I think was looking for Johnson. Johnson wasn't ready for it. It got through the paint and right into the Dixie State bench with a 150 remaining. And with that, Chesney Stevens will check in. And Michaela Johnson, what a night tonight. 10 points, 8 rebounds. And Dixie State a 5-point lead with 1.40 to go. Pribble. To Gonzalez. Gonzalez out to Soongi. CCU taking its time here. They trail by 5. And a runner in the lane by Hurlbutt off the window and in. 12 points for Hurlbutt, and it's a 55-52 Dixie State lead. Got to have points on this possession. And just like that, really, Kayla Johnson back up off the bench to check in. It's been a game that's a tale of two halves. And, and it's been Dixie State getting work done inside and then tightening things up defensively as the Trailblazers are still just 3 of 22 from the outside. Yeah, they haven't shot well from, from deep right now, but it's come down to getting the job done inside. The game changed, really, when Taylor Ferris fouled out of the game. Since then, the Trailblazers have really been able to exploit down low. 54 seconds remaining, 13 seconds of the shot clock. Bounce into Pavlika. To Stevenson, right wing. Stevenson to Pavlika, tipped and out of bounds by Soongi. Soongi. Trying to argue that it went back off of Pavlika. You know, they could look at that if they wanted to. They're not going to. Only four seconds to get a shot here. Stevenson looking. Will lob into Michaela Johnson. One dribble. Got to find a shot. To Stevenson. Throws up a shot. No. Off the side of the rim. How did she even get that shot up on frame? CCU the rebound. My oh my. 55-52. Dixie State a three-point lead with 30 seconds remaining and 20 on the shot clock. Here's Hurlbutt for three, left wing, air ball, and Loftus the rebound. And then Loftus is fouled, trying to get back up the floor, and it is 
in the double bonus. Well, just the bonus, I should say. Two free throws coming for Matty Loftus. And, man, that was a that was a, a, a scary possession defensively, at least for Dixie State. London Pavica goes for the steal and hurl, but there was yes. able to get that and had a wide open look at three. A kind of a gamble there that you don't really love to make in that situation. But worked out for Dixie State, and now you're saying an 89% free throw shooter back to the free throw line. Maddie Loftus already two of two in her first two attempts tonight. Loftus, the reigning Armac Offensive Player of the Week, makes the first, and it's a four-point Dixie State lead. She's got nine. She'll try for one more to be the third Dixie State player in double figures tonight. On the way and in. Ten points for Maddie Loftus. A timeout taken by CCU so they can advance the ball. It's a 30-second timeout. We'll keep it right here. 57-52. Dixie State, a five-point lead. And the Trailblazers getting things done in the second half have limited the Cougars to just 14 points in the second half. And it's really been a, a ratcheted-up defensive effort and it's been, I mean, you, you look at uh, points in the paint for Dixie State tonight, and it's 28 points in the paint out of their 57 points. And Michaela Johnson, for me, I mean, I'm con I'm considering Michaela Johnson for our SkyWest Airlines player of the game. Oh, You've absolutely. got Pavlika right there as well, but you can name Pavlik almost every single night. Tonight, for me, Michaela Johnson has been the X factor. And I think the, the, the biggest difference with Michaela Johnson is in the past, she's, she's been a little bit more passive. Right now, you've seen her calling for the ball, wanting the ball, trying to get every opportunity she can down low. It's kind of a difference from what you've seen from her previously, and I've really liked her aggressiveness down the stretch here. We'll see if Dixie State, as they go a little smaller here for defensive purposes, Inbound to Gonzalez, and she's fouled with 16.9 seconds remaining and a five-point Dixie State lead. Not a terrible foul if you're Dixie State. Lourdes Gonzalez, a 60% free throw shooter. Fortunately for them, she wasn't able to get the, the, the shot to go. But it's always a little scary when you're sending the opponents to the free throw line and able to score points when there's no time coming off the clock. So Colorado Christian still has one timeout remaining. If you make both of these two, you got a foul and hope for, hope for missed free throws. Yeah. But Wait, First free throw falls off the right side. It was a lot, becomes a lot harder now that you missed that first one. Still going to be a, a two-possession game, even if she makes this one. Couple of dribbles. Free throw on the way, and no good. Offensive rebound, CCU. It's Pribble. Pass tip taken away. Franks has it, and she's fouled by Gonzalez. And Ali Franks, with a couple of free throws here, can all but ice this one. And that could have spelled disaster for Dixie State, giving up the offensive rebound. But a good job there by Matty Loftus just to get a hand and tip that one away. And stolen by Allie Franks, who will go back to the free throw line, where she is a 59% free throw shooter. 57-52. Dixie State a five-point lead. Franks, first free throw, yes. Seven points for Allie Franks. Franks closing in on 1,000 career points. Second one on the way, it rims in. Eight points for Allie Franks, Dixie State. Well, Colorado Christian gonna call a timeout. 59-52, so they can advance the ball. It's a full timeout, no, a 30. 
referee made the signal for a full timeout and then uh, changed his mind. Said, oh, they don't have any full timeouts left. It's going to be a 30-second timeout, so we keep it here. Timeout's brought to you by Dairy Queen. Cannot just overstate the second-half performance for the Trailblazers. And you felt like in that third quarter there was there was chances, there was moments for Dixie State to almost to blow it wide open. And, then, and the lid was on inside. And you know, credit Dixie State for being resilient in this game and saying we're not going to lose on our home floor. You know, we have a chance to do something special in our final year in Division Two, something that hasn't been done for a long, long time in this program. And we want to keep it going. We want to we accomplish those goals. And how about this stat? Halftime, Dixie State had seven turnovers. They've got just nine now. So only two turnovers for basically the entire duration of the second half. That's been critical for them in getting extra offensive possessions. 12.7 to go into Pribble. Fires a quick jumper baseline right side. And it's a five-point game again. Inbound pass to Pavlika, and she's fouled immediately. Pribble. Has 11 points, and it's a five-point Dixie State lead, but now London Pavlika at the free-throw line where she's 0 for 2 tonight. CCU is at a timeout still, so they'll have to go the length of the floor. First free throw from Pavlika up and in. She's got 14. Pavlika, 14 points, five rebounds, four assists. Filling up the stat sheet like she does each and every night. Second free throw missed. Franks was under the hoop, and the rebound almost just fell on her. She slapped it out of bounds. And CCU will have possession with 8.6 seconds remaining. Walker drives the length of the floor, misses the layup. Franks has the rebound. Are they going to call a foul against CCU here? Probably could have just let things uh, run out. But, hey, Allie Franks going to the free throw line for a pair of free throws. And, you know, with, with each point, she gets one point closer to joining the 1,000-point club for Dixie State would be only the fourth player in the D2 era to do so. Came into the game tonight with 966 career points. First free throw rims off the left side. She's got eight tonight, so she sits 974. at 974. So she needs 26 tomorrow, minus maybe this one if she makes it. 25 so she'll, she'll need 25. tomorrow to try to do that. She's got nine points tonight. Inbound pass. Game over. Well, they didn't get to 70. Remember I said that Dixie State was 6-0 and this season when holding opponents under 50. Now they're 7-0, and under 60. Thank you. And now they're 7-0. and So there are a couple different trends that uh, are evolving for this Dixie State squad. Why don't, why don't we call the 70-point mark scoring offensively Drayson's law yeah. and we'll call the under-60 defensively Carrick's law? I like how about, it. How about that? We'll, start, we'll just start create laws all Let's over the place. We, I mean, no one like stop government us. over here. Exactly. Trailblazers win it 61-54. And we're going to have join us right here in the postgame, assistant coach Matt Ligurski. And he'll throw the headset on, and we're going to discuss this one Make sure that we can hear you, Coach. You can hear us. You got us? No. Turn some headphones on. There we go. That's better, right? Yep, that's better. Coach, what a game. Going to the halftime. I go into the locker room down down 10. And, but you knew at that point, you know, just shots weren't falling from the outside. Just got to right. tighten a few things up defensively. And, and you only give up, 
you know, 16 points in the second half. What an effort in the second half by this team. Well, it's definitely a tale of two halves. Um, you hit it on the head. Um, it was the, the defensive side of the ball. You know, that's that's one thing that we, you know, try to, to, to focus on because it's, you know, what you can control um, as best you can. Sometimes the shots aren't going to fall on the offensive end, but you can't let, um, you know, missed shots lead to poor defensive play. And, uh, yeah, it was tail of two halves. Coach, uh, I know that you you work with the, with the team on defense a lot and then with post play yeah. a lot as well. And tonight, I mean, that, that reflects very well on you tonight with, you know, giving up under 60 points tonight. And then and how about Michaela Johnson? You know, one kind of almost her breakout game here at Dixie State. Ten points, eight rebounds. Just really happy with what she did tonight. Well, it reflects well on our players. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, you know, they they took the challenge at halftime uh, to come out and basically just take a little bit more pride in guard in one-on-one, um, and they did that. Um, we made the switch. We, uh, you know, put uh, Kesley on on number 30. Um, you know, 30 is an athletic player. Um, Loftus did a great job in terms of being in position, but a little extra length with Stevenson yeah, caused absolutely. caused her some problems in the second half. Um, you know, going into the game, we wanted to make sure 12 didn't get started early, didn't get going early. And uh, Kessie did the job in the first half on 12 and kind of took her out of the game. Um, but that adjustment in the second half, making the, the personnel switch um, was huge. And then we were just a, a little bit more um, urgent with, with our ball movement in terms of the defensive side, moving with the basketball, being in the right spots and, and causing some problems. And then, yeah, Michaela, um, what can you say? Like, great game. You know, she's been fantastic. She's been, uh, you know, staying uh, headstrong in practice, um, knowing that, you know, at any moment uh, her number could get called. And uh, tonight it was called and and uh, we needed everything that she gave us for sure. You mentioned uh, Sam Nunez, the job you did on her 13 points a game coming into tonight. She just had four. You did a great job on her defensively. I love how you mentioned Michaela Johnson, but maybe Chesney Stevenson. Stevens deserves a good pat on the back as well. I mean, she got done not only defensively, she had uh, six offensive rebounds. She had 11 rebounds overall. Seemed like she was just bringing a lot of energy to your team, both offensively and defensively. The extra possessions that she gave us with the offensive rebounds were huge. Um, you know, probably, she probably wants a couple of the scoring opportunities back that she missed around the basket. But those extra possessions that give our team from the offensive rebound perspective are just they're invaluable. Um, they make the, the defense have to guard again um, when you get an offensive rebound like that. And over time, those extra possessions can wear a defense down. And, and I think that's what happened tonight with with uh, Colorado Christian is we were able to get extra possessions. They got a little worn down having to guard us for long stretches and then we were able to capitalize off that. For a team like yours that, that kind of relies on the three-pointer, you get a lot of your points from the three-point line. You had just two at halftime. You had one in the second half. How do you go into the locker room and make adjustments knowing that maybe you're not hitting those threes like you want to? How do you adjust and say, this is the way we want our offense to run? We've now got to adjust and try to get the ball inside. Well, we had a good idea coming in that we were going to get um, as many opportunities from three as, as we would want. Um, I think we settled a little too much early in the game for threes um we we took we took open threes but they were earlier in the possessions as opposed to later in the possessions having gotten into a little bit of an offensive flow and rhythm um we knew they were going to take away our back cut stuff they've shown that over the course of uh, of their um early season games and early conference games that we weren't going to get any cuts at the basket um 
And so in the second half, we, we were able to go to the high ball screen action, and that was really good for us. London was great attacking off the high ball screen, um, and that put pressure on them at the rim, which is what we needed. Coach, congratulations on the win. We'll let you get going so you can go back and, and talk with your team and uh, get ready for Regis. That's right. Tomorrow quick, night. Quick turnaround go to the hour this That's right. Okay. Thanks, guys. guys Appreciate Matt, it. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Assistant coach Matt Ligursky joining us in the, in the postgame show. Right about Guru Sports Grill. And, that, and that's really it as we try to turn things around quickly and get ready for the men's game. And we'll just take maybe two more minutes, Jason, and and uh, and uh, name a catering concepts player of the game. Uh, uh, Skywest Airlines player of the game. I, I can't get him right. I can't get him right tonight. Skywest Airlines player of the game. And uh, tonight for me, uh, I think it's Michaela Johnson. I, I think there's a number of nights you could go with London Pavlika. I think tonight you go with Michaela Johnson, 10 points, eight rebounds. And it's like Coach Ligurski said, I mean, she's been waiting for this time. She's wanted to play more than she has. And tonight the call came and she answered. Yeah, I think the, the, the difference, like I mentioned earlier, she was just more aggressive tonight. She wanted the ball and she knew she had a size advantage. There was really no one that could match her size and strength down low. And I think she knew that early on and kind of got the sense that, hey, I can get the shots that I want to just about whenever I want to because I have the size and the strength advantage. And on that previous play that we just saw the replay of was a great example of that. I mean, she got the ball uh, guarded by a 6'3 freshman that she was outsizing and was just able to kind of body her up and back her down and got to the places she wanted to get to and was able to lay it up and in. And she was just doing that all night tonight. She had a handful of, of rebounds as well with eight, and she just really kind of got into her groove and was able to play very well. The Dixie State wins at 61-54. The Trailblazers now 12-4 overall, 7-3 in the RMAC. we got to wrap it up. Just a, a short Guru Sports Grill, Sports Grill postgame report. What a game. Trailblazers battle back. We'll be right back at it tomorrow night as the Trailblazers host Regis try to go 2-0 this weekend. For Drayson Ball, I'm Carrick Segler. We want to thank our entire CEC TV crew. Stay with us on the TV side uh, as we will uh, have the men's game here in about 15 minutes right here on the Trailblazer basketball network. Have a good night, everybody.